Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Mom and Dad. I am Greg, your friendly podcast personality who's amateur. trying to figure... Amateur. Oh, I am a flippin' amateur. <laughs> and then for the first time ever, we are live streaming this with, and I'll point out to you at this point my age, with the wrong glasses on. <laughs> and um, not that you've noticed that, but I'm going to go ahead and take these off and put on the ones that allow me to read thing that's within three inches of my face <clears throat> because otherwise I'm a lost puppy here. Tanya, hi, how are you doing today? <laughs> doing okay. We're doing something different. We're going to a um, live stream, which is kind of, you know. Scary. Well, it is scary if anyone watches. I think the only person that's watching or could be watching is, I think you've said your mom, right? Hi, Jan. Maybe so. If you're out there. Um, and so we have to be careful what we say. Don't say anything that you wouldn't <laughs> want your mother to hear. Um, that's an always good rule. So <laughs> it's not, just keep that rule. It's true. It's not a bad rule anyway. Um, so anyway, we're, we're trying something new. For the first time, a couple things to, to let you know about where we are as a podcast. Um, we are uh, trying to get it into live stream. And for the first time ever, we're going to have... Um, a new Ask Mom and Dad website exclusively that is an Ask Mom and Dad website. And it's, <laughs> it's well, it's not a website, it's a YouTube channel. So today we're streaming live. Um, ideally, every Wednesday we'll have a release, and at least, excuse me, every Wednesday we'll have a, a, a release live, a release on Wednesday at least. Boy, I'm just super good at this. <laughs> um, and then on. Um, but on Tuesday, when we record, we can we can live stream it. So if somebody wants to watch us at some time between the hours, we'll, we'll be like yeah, right. plumbers say. or movers. Sometime <laughs> between three and seven, um, <laughs> we'll live stream it. And if you go to um, the Ask Mom and Dad YouTube page and you push the subscribe button and you ring a little bell. I've heard this said by other YouTubers. That's the only reason yeah. that I know how to do this. They push the bell uh, and it Yeah, push the bell and ring the other something. buttons or I something like I've that. that and just so you know, subscribing on YouTube doesn't mean that you're going to be giving away your name, address, phone number, social security number, firstborn. <laughs> um, first off, some of you probably already given away your firstborn and may regret it. Um, but <laughs> the uh, what it really is just doing is letting you as a person who has a, a username on YouTube it notifies that username that something's happening that you want to know about. So um, if you want to know about Ask Mom and Dad, then that's what <laughs> you want to do. The um, second thing, so uh, Tuesday we'll, we'll try and record and be live. And then on Wednesday, I'll fix up and doctor up all my mistakes. And you can just watch the repaired version. Um, but if you really just like watching people make a mess of their lives, then you know you can watch Tanya and Greg um, <laughs> do the best we can to make a mess of it. and. Um, go from there so it's what we're doing uh, I think that's <laughs> I can't think I can Tony okay so I was trying to think about all the mechanics and we've been talking for the whole day about what it is we're supposed to be talking about today <laughs> and we couldn't really nail down well, how we wanted to approach it so give me let's lead us into something I thought a couple of things about how much of um, our given world situations on so many angles seem to be guided by fear these days. Um, I was reading in Isaiah today, and it's we, we know there are a lot of um, confusing information. That's the best way to put it, I think, because I was reading Isaiah, and it said, for we made lies our refuge, and in falsehood we've taken shelter. <laughs> We're all a little bit like, so, and then Judah just said to us, earlier so the little devils on this shoulder and little um angel on this shoulder is kind of like the war of the uh what are you going to believe 
and you even had a um, and all and there's so many different subject matters that that I feel like that attacks these days that are culturally relevant that are that just you hear on the radio or the news every day these same over and over again these subjects that feel like they're just a war of what are you going to believe you know right. so um, uh, earlier this week or maybe it was last week even you counseled with somebody who had a vaccine mandate at his work right and he mm -hmm. had to decide with him what he was going to do about that he's going to weigh the pros and cons for him personally not necessarily what he even believes or stands on but whether or not he was going to go to work or not based on this absolute they've given him these are the the things that feel feel like they're in our face right now and i was thinking about how the bible talks so much about um not being anxious but knowing that god's going to lead us the thing that occurs to me though is we have to draw close to him we have to draw into him to know what that looks like because literally everything in our face is going to try to tell us no i'm telling you the truth no i'm telling you the truth no this is the truth no this is the truth <laughs> and it it gets almost it, it gets tiring because on every side you hear something different i guess is what i'm trying to say so I think that, um, I, I, again, I was reading, I don't, Isaiah is an interesting book because to me it, it's very relevant for today, but it was very much relevant for the Israelites Isaiah at that is time. Sorry about that that was an interesting echo in the background. Um, verse, uh, chapter 28, verse 29. This also comes from the Lord of hosts. He is a wonderful, he is wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. Um, so he wants us to ask him these questions. I was also listening to a sermon earlier today about King Ahab and how he um, was the king of Israel, that Israel letting themselves known as um, followers of the one true God. And yet so many of these kings, and he's kind of one of the worst, I think, <laughs> didn't go to God and ask these questions. They instead listened to their enemies or you know, the advice that was around them or uh, they went with what was popular a lot of times, whatever. The, so I'm, I'm just saying there's, I feel like on all sides, these things war for our attention. So how, maybe, this is the question. So we're, I'm interviewing you today, maybe. Okay. How do we discern, you know, and, and focus on what is truth when we know that Jesus is our, is the truth. He's the bedrock, the foundation stone. Um, this same chapter in Isaiah talks about him. God has laid as a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. You even talked about that a little bit. Wasn't it Sunday or, or two Sundays ago? Could be. What our foundation is, is going to matter. Well, like building our house on the sand versus building it on the stone, on the rock. That was Jesus' example what because when we when we build on sand obviously it's not uh, a really great place to build a house because that right. sand as you know just even standing in it comes out from under you and you fall i mean that house right. is going to fall so what what is the ways of these things these days i guess that we can that we can rely on god to show us truth that he that he will lead us um, Isaiah 30 talks about, you know, you will know your teacher and he will 
um, he will lead you directly. He'll say, this is the way, walk in it. That's in verse 21. Um, and, and he says, your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I believe that 100%. And I believe he's given us in the past even specific things like um, going to him first about, uh, you know, issues that are physical, like the medical and such. The, um, the promises he gives us are that he wants us to know his wisdom. So, but what I'm trying to say is, our kids will ask us, even in any uh, news report these days, you know, how do you weed through what is being said and what is truth and what, and, and how do you weigh these things? Anyway, okay, you, talk you at said that, you were going to ask to talk at that. There's a million, yeah. Um, million just, things. just talk at that. Um, there's so many things. I was trying that. to write things down as fast as you were putting them out there, and I couldn't, because no, you're well, talking. That's what, it's huh? overwhelming. It's overwhelming these days. My goodness. Well, yeah, it's it is just a little... nuts out there. <laughs> well, there are nuts out there. Yes, well, there's, there's and lots if, of if crazy. If you take our counter as an example, we have regular nuts and mixed nuts. And <laughs> in my very experience, yeah, the in my experience, there are regular nuts and mixed nuts anywhere you go. <laughs> I, I'm um, not sure what to handle. I, you talked, you started, you kind of led with the premise, which is. Um, what is your foundation? You started with foundation. Well, yes, because our foundation cannot be fear. And that's what it feels like people want us to have as a foundation for literally everything. You should wear a mask again because uh, you're going to get COVID or you're going to give it away or you're going to whatever. That's back to fear again. That's back to, oh my goodness. And it's fear. I, sorry, I, I guess I'm regurgitating all the sermons I listened to today because it's fear based on right, a couple uh, parts of a couple different ones. Um, it's fear based on what seems righteous half the time. Well, okay, quote, so let's unquote. back up. Let's back Not up. direct persecution, you know, you're following Jesus, so, but, oh, you're standing on that or against that or in fear of that or not, or you're not going with the flow and doing what they're telling you to because, therefore, you're not caring for someone. I mean, it's almost, you know, it feels as if it's, they're trying to, uh, what was Jesus' words? They'll take us, was it Jesus that said, or was it Paul that said that, um, they'll think they're doing God's work when they persecute us, you know, <laughs> it, yeah, it's going to no, seem all. <laughs> listen to me, I'm being real clear. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, what I want, what I, again, so when we're, when we're talking, you and I, um, and, and what you're doing now is like you said, you're, you're talking about your experience and foundation. You're assuming foundation and, or let me rethink re that. As I'm parents, as an adult, from, as yeah. you're speaking from a firm foundation in the sense that you have an authority source. That I, I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah. to deconstruct it just a little bit because yeah, um, said, you know <laughs> you're, you're start like I said you're at the end of the thing because you know you, when you talk to Tanya and you say hey Tanya what do you believe and I think since you were five your answer was <laughs> well Jesus um, after that everything else gets looked at um, and or through that I look at everything well, else and that's been true for your whole life and because I believe the Bible says for Christians especially that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge, all wisdom. You know, there's right. two different places, Proverbs 1 and Proverbs 7, 6, that talk all about that. So, y yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, and, and I guess I'm, I want to get at the idea that there's something um, that all of us are, you know, we're, like I said, we're starting to, I don't, know how to back, I don't know how to back this train up. Well, you I, I want right to start with, because the answer to the question is, how do you have courage? And, and I at the today's recording of this you know right now you've got people 
in the world who are um, I'm so I'm so confused who, who are looking I'm not confused who are trying to find out what is the source of my courage and, and I, I said yeah. an old John Wayne quote today because <laughs> as of today we had this situation where um, this young Olympian backed out and and I want to give her the benefit of the doubt because I don't know the whole story behind what's going on in this person's life but she right. caught a lot of uh, grief today because she backed out because of uh, emotional or mental Actually, issues. Actually, she's not a, she's not catching too much grief, which well, is kind which of surprising to me. Um, yeah, well, initially, when it first came down, she got some she got some grief, I, at least from what I was reading and a few things that popped up. And so we don't know the whole story. But the question that I'm, I think I'm looking at here is what is it that gives us courage to yeah, face to, yeah, the obstacle in front of, of us? Because for this, this young gal, questions. the obstacle was simply uh, an exercise um, on a map with you know, representing her country. And, and I <laughs> simply well, get out there and do that. I want to watch you. That's my point. Well, <laughs> no, no, obviously the last prepared. thing you want to see is a roly poly on a map. <laughs> that would be me. Um, well, the difference is she has really prepared for quite some time to right, do right, just that. Right. Yeah. That's my point. She's prepared for a lot to be there. And so something emotionally unraveled her so that she felt like she would actually throw her team off. And the argument could be made. She made that decision because she couldn't get a hold of her her emotions mm -hmm. and so she felt she would throw her team off and cost them a medal okay so f in, at that level she actually made you know just deconstructing this from with no information or very little information that's actually a mature decision she says i'm i'm a danger to you and others so i'm a, but well, the question is how did she get to the point injuries it sounds but, like which yes you're right i think it's hard for us when we hear that because i i thought at first she was one of, she was literally seen as the leader so it seemed as if if she gave in to some psychological coach. weaknesses, like you said, no, she's not a coach. Just well, team, the team captain, leader, team, team captain. Yeah. Well, and they were I don't calling do gymnastics. her. Gymnastics. I don't know what you call yeah, it. Right. Team captain there. But the the questionable part to me is, like you just said, why was she literally afraid to fail, or afraid to injure herself, and thinking that it was better than to kind of sacrifice that team because they ended up sacrificing the gold medal and you know getting silver which at least they got um higher than i thought that it was at indicating i thought they had given up medal completely so that's good to know but what on the basis of what like you're saying and, and is that wise decision making or is that does it seem to be well that's failing? where i'm saying i want to back this truck up a little bit or yeah. a train or whatever because, it is we're riding right now because i i want us to say why she was in a state of mind to begin with that made her feel that she could not function at the task she's trained her whole life for. Yeah. You know, to me, that's the tragedy of it. Not that she, you know, if she made a good decision in the moment to, um, to fix her, to, to not, to not sacrifice her team at the feet of her own emotions. Um, the point of the matter is how did her emotions get out of control? And um, there's, so she's, yeah, kind of from what I've, I guess I, like I said, I've done very little reading on it, but I think you told me that she had fa um, had some struggles at the qualifications or something early yeah, on. And so. so she, we know that in, in baseball, you can start striking out and after a while you just kind of stuck <laughs> and you can't strike, hit, make a hit. You need that hit to get back in your game. We know that in, that happens in all sorts of sports, it happens in golf, it happens in, and a lot of the you know, just football yeah. players who can't seem to catch <laughs> a pass, all of a sudden they can't catch anything and they've had the surest hands their whole lives. Yeah. We can get in our own heads. Right. I'm not. And, discounting and all the that, Olympians are blaming like there's no people in the stands, so there's no support. They feel the pressure of all the uh, all the gobbledygook that's going on that 
that gives them. That's the new you know, official name for COVID nineteen. That no, Golly that good. that's one of the pressures. But I'm talking about all the transgender stuff, all the stuff that's that's caused the Olympics to really go down in viewership and not be interesting to people like it normally is. It's not building up the United States because everybody you know wants to kneel or do whatever to kind of disassociate themselves with our country. So all of that put together, yeah, that's going to cause some stress. It's gonna, and it's going to cause, like you're saying, in the wrong places. I mean, she has trained all her life to do this particular thing, and all of a sudden now she can't do it because of mental stress, of, of the stress of all this. Anyway, yeah. Well, and that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know, what is your foundation? You, we started this, you started this by said going to the mm -hmm. end premise, and that is what is your foundation? Is your foundation in your own ability or is your foundation in something that is richer than that? Are you able to say, that stands I am underneath strengthened you when because. you fall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I quoted this morning John Wayne's old quote says, you know, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. At least it's attributed <laughs> to him. And um, I've always liked it being a father, a, a son of a father who was all about John Wayne. We could use some more John Waynes in ours. I guess with John Wayne was my, um, my dad's role model and mine was um mclean from uh die hard movies because you know he was <laughs> hiding he was going to get everybody just like john wayne did but he did it from a hiding vantage point you know oh, hiding, yeah, in there the, you go. hiding in places and just striking <laughs> didn't have to be so a, you know and then i don't know what we would call this particular generation lines. this is the uh just stay hiding generation i'm not sure exactly Shoot. how it goes and hiding um, their parents basement generation. <laughs> yes we are not millennials um so i like I said, the, the, the premise for us is, is, is Jesus. And what I'm saying by that is, if you don't have a foundational um, belief of what you're um, in climbing, if you're climbing a, a face of a rock, you take a piton, it's called, and you hammer it into a rock and you put your rope on it and you use that piton to pull your weight up to the next level. If you put your piton in something that's not able to hold your weight, you're going to fall to your death. And so rock climbing is, is not scary to the experienced rock climber because they know where to put their piton. Mm -hmm. And so for, the, um, for those of us who are living this life, where are we hammering our pitons and where are they going in? Are we putting in something rock solid or are we putting it in something shaky? If you take a piton and hammer it into yourself and then try to climb, you're just going to fall with a big hole wherever you, pay, wherever you put it in there. You don't have the, you can't lift yourself up. Yeah. You need to put that into that, that support into something else in order to elevate yourself. For you and I, it's Jesus. <laughs> and there's no question that for the record, if anyone's watching this, I'm just going to sound arrogant. We're right. But <laughs> for the sake of discussion, we'll move on from there. Well, um, okay. But even less, or to me, um, if you don't understand what that means, let's go back to what about what we believe is the um, helping us understand who Jesus was, is the Word of God, which we know has been around for... Ugh, Millennia, yeah, yeah, many millennia. Understanding that so, we have a belief that the word of God is a thing. There's some people out there who don't. Well, what I was going to say We've been untraining was, people for generations yeah, exactly. to put their faith in something bigger than themselves. Worse, we've been training people to put their faith in something that is um, <sighs> empty. We believe in a higher power. Great. Can you anchor yourself to that? You know. Well, no, not really. You can't anchor yourself to that because... 
So well, what, I'm going to throw my piton in the air and hope it catches something. It's not, you need to know what you're hammering into. Does that make sense? Well, and even the foundations of, like, we believe that this country is built on the foundation of that, uh, the understanding of the scripture and the strength that that brings as a, a rock, a foundation. So even that is being torn apart from our young people in, in the school systems and in all their they're questioning everything these days. We were talking about that earlier and how no one even wants to commit to what is truth anymore. They literally don't want to make a decision on what they think truth is because it's too, they'll have to commit to it or something. They, <laughs> we've had a lot of that, it felt, feels like in this uh, culture where we're living right now, where where literally people will just argue about everything, but they will you cannot nail them down for them to actually say what they believe or what, what they will f find as their foundation. What I meant by the the Bible being that um, thousands of years old, it is it is something that God has allowed us to see as foundational because of its longevity. And all I'm saying is that a truth that stands up through that type of uh, measure of time, you know, that why can't people um, let that be? A place that they can trust, something that they can um, bank their lives on. It's it's sad to me because there was a time where people didn't really question that, especially in this country. They didn't question it. That it was God's word. It was truth. It was something to be uh, stood on, you know. And, and these days, that we're ripping out every kind. Of, you you mentioned authority earlier. We're ripping out every kind of reliable authority. Parents, home, um, the church, the you know, and now and the scripture, which has been ripped out for decades anyway but or for money i guess well i do think it's important that is yeah, that's a good point the um the, the atheist or the atheist mm -hmm. um is a relatively new invention uh, we're talking enlightenment um european enlightenment that's when the more and more people up to that point in time people didn't question the if ands or buts that they just they assumed that that god was and is and will always be um and well because it, christianity had spread so much through so much of the modern western world right that that it had overcome all the other so-called gods, the the pagan practices, all of the because because God had allowed His Word and, and and the cross, like this book you've been reading on dominions, to permeate all of, all the world. No, so no, yeah, no to a, to a large degree, people had to decide: Am I going to believe that, or am I going to fall back on whatever it is out there that I want to? trust well the problem is we're coming all the way back to that it feels like these days well you know what we've done in our society today is the the whether the, the to be enlightened or to say we pushed our put our faith in science mm -hmm. you know that's the whole idea everything that is we discovered has been discovered or we can we are the ones who discover it there's there's still theists <laughs> they're just they're just misplacing they're they're not atheists they're just they're saying we're the we're the gods that we believe in the so universe they're, they're, they're just stating that they're that if you're the believing in a power they're saying that they believe in a higher power it's either the universe or it's themselves um and when i say mm -hmm. themselves it's like because ultimately Humanity. at the end of the day an atheist is left with only one person to lead them and that's themselves and then what's kind of crazy and foolish about them is what i wanted to get to a minute ago um, is you are only as strong as the foundation you hammer your piton in mm -hmm. or you put your anchor down in. And if you're putting your anchor down in culture, then you're going to be just as... <laughs> Wishy-washy. Well, the Bible says driven <laughs> like the wind. Mm -hmm. If you're... Um, and if you're... Uh, 
you're going to be only as strong as your foundation. I guess that's what I'm getting at. And so if your foundation isn't strong, you're going to not be strong either. And unfortunately, even like for these young athletes, I don't know where their foundations are. If they're, if they're not believing that God, I, I can't imagine being in something that challenging, that moment in time where all of a sudden I am now on the on international stage and I'm supposed to rise up. Because, I mean, let's be real. Um, gymnasts are only on international stages with the whole world watching at the Olympics. <laughs> There's never a time where the whole world is watching, you know, regionals or whatever they do. They're just, it's just, it's just not that kind of sport. Um, and even uh, soccer can be probably, or, or football, can be probably um, argued as being the most likely to, have, to be on an international stage at the largest capacity, because unlike American football, it's something that's across many nations and there's national, international kind of nature to it. But the point of the matter is, is to be on a stage like that and to have your confidence only resting in your own ability Yourself and your own, is, yeah. is a frightening thing. And, and it takes a, an incredible level of arrogance to accomplish that. And what I think was learned today was this young lady didn't have enough arrogance to get her across the finish line. And, and, and I don't mean that to be ugly. She was unnerved for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, and if it was, if, and I want to say again, not knowing the circumstances, if that nerve wracking thing was because of something competition related that she was unable to overcome, then mm -hmm. her, she wasn't able to look to something stronger than her and to hammer yeah. that piton in it and steal herself to get on the horse anyway. <laughs> and because my experience in sports, which is granted limited, is I've been nervous. Uh, let's just do it. My experience leading singing and singing and, and <laughs> any, what I, I would, I'd be scared to death. I'd have the cotton mouth in the world. And when I started preaching, I would be so out of saliva in the first point um, because of the nerves. It was, but I've discovered over the years that even still, uh, the only time I ever get that way now is if I'm going into an environment where I'm not, where I haven't been before, where it's new to me. And usually I take a glass of water up to the platform of that first sip or, you know, me, I tell a joke. If mm -hmm. they laugh, I don't need a water, drink a water for the whole time. If they don't laugh, I probably need a fire hydrant because um, I'm not sure how I'm going to get through this and get out of it. But um, anyway, I, it's just there's something that comes with nerves that Isn't once that you begin the game, mm -hmm. your adrenaline kicks in and everything comes together. Because God and so as long as way. success is there, they're fine. But when that success breaks down, you're saying then who do they rely on? Where do they fall back onto, right? That, that The idea that you can rely on yourself as long as you're successful, but the problem is as soon as anything, that sand starts to give way underneath you, who are you, where are you falling onto? Yeah, funny you should mention that. We talked about that a little bit this weekend. Mm -hmm. Today it was interesting because I, I don't want to, let me just mention this for a second because I was actually reading in Luke uh, 12. And um, in that reading, I um, was looking about... Um, just what the it's the the passage is simply you know I didn't come to uh, make peace but to divide to make war to make a mess yeah. <laughs> um, yeah to make 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 war and and to, you know people are you're, you might, on first glance you might think why is he saying that he's the Prince of Peace the Almighty Father well yeah that's the truth that doesn't that's not a, a focus of the Messiah the context of that verse is he's talking to his disciples and he teaches. A group of people. It says he speaks to his disciples at the beginning of Luke 12, and then he talks to them about a bunch of things. He talks about being on guard for the corruption of the Pharisees, being um, being uh, uh, careful about uh, being overly concerned about your own physical life. Um, instead, be more concerned about the one who has control of Ooh, what yeah. of beyond that. See, here's another thing. You know, we live in a world where 
we are mostly concerned about our success and our prominence in this existence. Yeah. We don't, if you're not one who believes in, who, in God and believes beyond this world or has, if you're throwing your piton in the air, <laughs> you know, and you don't know if it's going to land anywhere, just everyone gets that to go to heaven. The head, I'm going to go to be with my dog in heaven. Um, those things are, um, if, you, if you have this just hanging uneasiness because mm -hmm. you don't have it resolved, then the end result is going to be a lack of courage. Yeah. Because uh, you either have, again, an incredible self-assured arrogance that's unfounded. Mm -hmm. um, because ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all going to give some kind of accounting for our lives. Um, or you have a, um, a solid sense of who you are and what you're trying to accomplish. Well, because and you do like, know what's going on. Yeah, like Judah was saying, there's a genuine war going on for our souls. And so as long as the enemy can keep you distracted keep you self-assured keep you whatever confident in your own abilities then that's fine you're blinded to what's really going on mm -hmm. but as soon as that lets down lets you down or you can get a glimpse of reality then then it's going to be well who are you going to trust and what is what's really going on here <laughs> because god's voice is over here saying i, I want to lead you right. i want to hold you up i want to be your rock but if you've got your own false sense of security then that's where you're that's where you are that's where you find yourself and that does not last through <laughs> some of these ordeals like you're saying no we need our security um well and here's the thing if your security's in yourself you're going to find you're shaken up a lot more than you are steady mm, if your security's in something more stable you're going to find that you're more stable than you are unstable and um you know, yeah. while a lot of people out there would put their, you know, have found them, themselves using alternative religious means to get there, and they may find some comfort in it at some level, I, I just, I think at some point or another, well, at, at the end of days, they're going to face the truth regardless. Mm, but I yeah, think it, at some point or another, there's going to be this, this moment where people realize um, they're going to get shook up because they don't, they don't have anything that's really... Mm-hmm. Religions as they are outside of Christianity tend to be self-focused and what can I do? And the reality is what Christianity teaches is the opposite of that. It's not what can I do? It's I cannot do, hmm. but through right. Christ, I can do all things. I know? love this Isaiah 30 uh, verse 18. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you and he exalts himself to show mercy to you for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he will answer you. And though the Lord give you, this is an interesting verse, the Lord give you a bread, the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, because we all, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes will see your teacher and your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or turn to the left. So, like you're saying, we, the foundation of our own building, of our own surety, of our own confidences will fail us. So God kind of waits. He, he stands there. He says, I'm, I'm here. I want to be here. I've been here all along. All you have to do is turn and look at me, ask me, talk to me, find out what my will is, get your eyes basically, like you just said, off yourself and your own vision, your own fears, your own whatever ideas of what is good, and look at me. Yep. I agree. And I'm, um, okay, so the question is, how do we know 
this is what you said the question was earlier how do we know <laughs> what voices to listen to um, oh well like you just said though it's going to matter what our foundation is how we're able to filter the information we get don't you think um, how do filtering. we filter but yeah, yeah that goes back to those, the foundational thing though doesn't it I mean as far as you know are you putting your yeah okay well then you said it yeah well no that like we're saying we could have saved a half you, an hour here just <laughs> cut off you know i'm just kidding no. the, the foundation of where you're coming from what you believe and understand to be truth is going to weigh in every time you listen to information or take it in right for instance back to kind of this vaccine or or not vaccine or COVID or not COVID, you you don't have to be afraid because like our son said your time is still, God still knows when you're going to die, if you're going to die of COVID or if you're going to die of a vaccine or if you're going to whatever. None of that's really relevant. However, God leading you every day and walking in his paths every day is going to lead you to the safety nets you need as well. And you're not going to be afraid of what you don't need to be afraid of. I love the scripture in Hebrews talking about Sarah because um, it's it's a good girl one. She wasn't afraid of what was frightful. I <laughs> I love that. I'm not afraid of what I'm not supposed to be afraid of. Right. There may be a time where I'm supposed to be, quote, afraid of something. But even then, it will be under the authority of God. It will be under the authority of Christ. So I won't be afraid of it. I will be in the place of fearing him above all things so that he'll show me how to, how to respond to these things, whether there's real fear to be had or not. And even then, I'll cry out to him. I really want to. I want to jump on something that we we were talking about a second ago, and we've we've already hit this because there's something that um, I not either. Psalm 49 um, is where I was a couple of days ago, um, and it's a, it's one of those psalms where the um, the writer of the psalms is whining a bit about the difficulty of life <laughs> and how everyone's doing pretty well, um, and it says. Uh, why should I, verse 5 says, Why should I fear in times of trouble? The iniquity of my foes surrounds me. They trust in their wealth mm -hmm. and boast of their abundant riches. Yet these cannot redeem a person or pay his ransom to God since the price of ransoming him is too costly. One should forever stop trying so that he may live forever and not see the pit. Mm -hmm. um, I... I it's, it's interesting because it talks about riches. So here's, you know, we talk about if the culture is your rock, then mm. you're going to wind up finding yourself frustrated or blown around by the way. But also if your riches is your rock, then riches come and go. <laughs> uh, but one other thing, and you referenced this too when it comes to the vaccine. Um, <laughs> the, or, or, you know, just to be clear, any we're of not the... against any of that <laughs> stuff. Um, the struggle that most people have, and, and I would count myself among them, is is that my rock, my foundation, is not governments. Yeah. Um, we, we have a responsibility as Christians to be um, honoring the government so far as it is for our welfare and well-being. Paul is clear about that. But we are free agents within especially this government structure um, to be able to make decisions for ourselves. And right now, there is there seems to be a heavy-handed nature into which some of this is happening around issues like the vaccine. and But it's not so much about the vaccine that I think is important. What I'm, I'm saying here is the government is trying its hand. Um, this is my opinion. The government is trying its hand at seeing how far the people are dependent upon the government 
to be the ultimate authority in their lives. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's when you talk about authoritarian governments and things like that, that's the risk and the concern that people yeah, have that when it comes to, comes to these things. So what I'm saying is if, you're, if you are not rooted in something solid, the best way to put this, someone's gonna come along and take your piton <laughs> and say, now you're rooted in me. And I think what yeah, we see with good. governments particularly are the ones that have the most power to do that. And so if you're, and, and, and what is often used, men don't use love to drive men. Men use fear to capture men. That's historically accurate. They preached love, but they practice yeah. fear. And you know, we hear so many great stories from like um, persecuted church in Iran, Iraq, or I've got a, a new little magazine and they do not feel um, afraid even of the government threats toward them and they're willing and ready to escape that if if they find routes out of their country or whatever i read some different stories about it but it's interesting how they completely have to go against their government to even accept jesus or to you know become a christian to believe in uh that christianity is the right way so going against their government which would tell them don't do that you can't do that you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's interesting how that that does not make them afraid they're more afraid of rejecting Christ because that's the genuine, true fear of the Lord. Whereas fear that comes to us from what I would say would, the, would be the world or the enemy or our own insecurities or anxieties, whatever, those aren't real fears. That's, that's not truth. It's, uh, there's a song by Zach Williams, I think, out right now called Fear's a Liar. Fear is a liar. And, it, and it, unless you genuinely understand the fear of the Lord, I was starting to, I'm going to start, I'm going to write a little article about homeschooling. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. So kids can't even, they're not going to learn true good knowledge until they learn the fear of the Lord. And then to walk in the counsel of the um, sinners or the uh, seed of mockers, you know, as in Psalm 1. Those aren't where we're going to get our good advice or our good knowledge or any of the right knowledge. But the fear of the Lord is the proper type of fear to set our minds up for understanding truth and receiving what is true, right? And having well, yeah, the foundation that, that filters to, correctly. Right. That goes back to what I was talking about earlier about what I was seeing today as I was looking at Luke 12. You know, Jesus is telling the disciples, listen, you guys are way, I'm, I'm, this is, a really, really loose para, 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 <laughs> paraphrase of it. It's a para, para paraphrase okay. of it. Um, you guys are way too worried about now. Why mm. are you so worried mm -hmm. about now? Heard Have you thought about, I mean, we think about people that get kind of caught in the, you know, in business like when, where do you want to be in the next five years? <laughs> 10, 15. <Yeah. laughs> Jesus is saying, where do you want to spend eternity? Yeah, exactly. Where do you want to be in a million years? Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that. No, no, that that, that exactly sounds right. a little too far to reach. Let's just ask this question: Where do you want to be? What do you want to leave behind for those mm -hmm. who are still walking on this earth? What do you want them to think of you? What do you want them to talk about when they talk about you after you're gone? Not just because they're being nice and giving platitudes, and you don't say mean things about dead people, <laughs> um, but what do you leave in this life that is a legacy of life that empowers people? And like I made common to you know John Wayne, he was a Hollywood actor, but it, nobody thinks about John Wayne and associates him with the guy who gives up and easy. He died mm -hmm. of cancer, but in the end of it, while dying of cancer, 
he makes movies about fighting to the very end, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, but uh, but 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 it is said that that's where how the martyrs made it through being burned at the stake yeah. because they saw heaven. They we know that Jesus said um, uh, he for the joy of being with his father, he would endure the cross. I mean, the enduring of things that are, yeah, that are seem, uh, seem fearful or seem are still just only this life. They're yeah. not. What are, what is, ultimate. what is your big idea about where your trust lies? Where are you putting your trust? And, um, and Jesus is simply telling the disciples at this point in time, why are you so worried about now? when you should be more worried about, oh, something bigger than that. Mm -hmm. and, and, he, and, and he says, you know, don't be worried Eternity. about the ones who can destroy can, the flesh, right. but be worried about those, someone who can actually judge beyond that. And so the, the concept isn't so much destroy because God can judge eternity. beyond that. The concept is, hey guys, think about this. There's somebody who can judge beyond this life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that, you know, even if- And you'll if have you're to answer to him eventually. Ethereal, and, well, and that's even right. if you're not even a follower of Jesus like we are, just think about that for a minute. What if there's someone beyond this life to whom you will have to give an account to? Just that thought alone, that's what Jesus is asking. He's not right. defining it in that moment, even though every Hebrew Jewish follower there would have, would have received it that way. In our context, just the question alone, I think, carries a bit of merit to it. And um, that being said, moving forward in the same passage, Jesus also challenges the believers, or the disciples, and he says to them, he says, the ones who, will, who reject me, um, my name, who will not stand up for my name, they're gonna be the ones that are um, uh, cast out. He's using parables and telling the story. He said, but those who don't, I will remember multiply. But then he says, don't worry about what you're gonna say when you go before the magistrates. But, yeah. So context is important here. Jesus is merely saying to these guys, not this worldview that, you know, deny me or accept me. He's saying, when you're stressed, when you're pressed, when your government comes after you, because this is their case, um, in their case, when the the leaders, the government asks you for something. Mm -hmm. Don't stress over it. Trust me, and I will give you the words that you need in the moment. Don't hmm. deny me. That's and good. in that sense, deny me means if you try to figure it all out. Here's what I've learned in life, and it's it's a simple little concept. I've always kind of had this philosophy that's kept me from ever getting a PhD, and, <laughs> and that is read broadly. Don't worry about memorizing everything you read. Um, I've, I've since come to understand that there are people out there with the capacity of memorizing everything they read. But, but the idea of me just constantly being a learner, constantly be reading, constantly understanding the scripture particularly, the discipline of daily engaging the word. Mm -hmm. um, and you find this crazy thing happens you have answers to questions when people ask yeah. them. Even in a little podcast like this, when we're sitting here having a conversation, it's amazing how just in the conversation, went, oh yeah, the other day when I was looking at this, and <laughs> fortunately I've got notes and I can look back and go, here's what I said, because I don't have a memory to, to go back and remember it all. But in the but I have the I have the general concept, the, the, the rules for life. And that's kind of what well, the, the Bible Torah says was trying he's to renewing be, the our whole mind. Idea he's that. giving us those his thoughts, the mind of Christ, and yeah, so we can think along the same lines that Jesus would have, which are these concepts, which we don't completely get like he did, but we can we can try to well, understand the, them and try to seek him for that understanding. What's the difference in an athlete that, that goes and hits the field? And um, I agree. I, I grant that when it comes to like a football game or something, every single athlete that's a Christian is saying God wants our team to win. That's <laughs> not. That's not the no, point. They, they I think that every strength. athlete that for... gets that gets out there says, "Lord, you've given me the strength 
to, mm -hmm. to play at the best of my ability, strengthen me, protect me, those kinds of things. But to an athlete who's going on a world stage or something like the Olympics, who has the ability to say, I'm struggling, I'm having a hard time. However, I know the Bible tells me I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, just understanding, while that's not the perfect um, well, whatever I face, interpret it. But whatever I give face, me he can allow me to. Yeah, day, yeah, whatever I face, he's going to allow me to get past it. So I, I think that. And in fact, give us this day our daily bread. I believe that's kind of the concept that Jesus wanted us to understand. Every day, ask for that day's strength, that day's portion, that day's provisions, because you can't know what's tomorrow. You can't. Re you, you regret. Yes, you can regret yesterday, but you can't do anything about it. But you can pray for that day. You can ask him to provide and, and lead you in that moment and in that day and believe that he is your your sustenance. Your, you rely on him for everything for that day. Yeah, I think that's that's good. Um, so where are we? What we was this? Spanned the globe right on well, that I don't, Yeah, I don't know subject. that we made any sense today, but, and, <laughs> and, I, and I don't know that we needed to make a whole lot of sense. Well, I know we, we covered a lot of stuff. If, mm -hmm. if the general question is, how do we know what voices to listen to? Okay, let me just answer that question really <laughs> simply. What voices are stable and don't change? What changes? Politics changes. Mm -hmm. Money comes and goes. Culture, fashion. Yeah, blows I mean, with the wind. Thankfully, mm -hmm. 80s fashion is back around so you and I can wear our old clothes again. <laughs> okay, you're but, but the point of the matter is, what does it do? Fashion goes in blows cycles. Blows with the wind. Of, everything yeah. goes in cycles that's made and created because as nothing Solomon said, the there's sun. nothing new under the sun. <laughs> exactly. So, so we're living in a world where things always change. But the one thing, what is the, th how do you know what voice to listen to? Listen to the voice that that's old change. as the ages mm -hmm. and has that's never right. changed. Just be, and, and understand, and sure. To okay. rely on. If it's an ancient voice, sometimes you're going to look at those things and you're going to go, I don't understand Shakespeare. Because Shakespeare's not the voice to listen to. You just don't read King James Version, in other words. You know, <laughs> then get something modern and, and get someone to help you understand it. Because, I mean, if you, if you just read the Proverbs every day, you're going to have more wisdom than most people your age, mm -hmm. no matter where you are. If you just take, yeah. there's 31 Proverbs. There's 31 and 30 days in a month, except for a leap year. Yeah. Um, just go through them and just read a chapter a day every month. You're gonna change your worldview just by that practice alone. Yeah. Even if you're not a Christian, I would challenge you to just try that alone. And you will, some of it will make you go scratch head, but most of it's gonna be just extremely practical. This mm -hmm. is the way it is. And the Psalms are meant to be prayers or, or worship. You could do a few of those are supposed to, there's about five per day, per month as well. Pray them. If you don't know what to pray, pray them. Pray, yeah, pray a Psalm because it's, it's someone's prayer, um, some of them are David, some of them are other words, but the bottom line is, yes, they, it will change you. God's word will not return void, the Bible says. It will, it will affect you, and you will see, like you were saying, I think, a foundation that is dependable and trustworthy. Yeah, I think that's good. So find that dependable voice, and we're going to tell you that, um, that being said, we probably should wrap this puppy up. Um, because we've been talking. So I'm going to figure out all the buttons I'm supposed to push because it's new to me <laughs> to do all this stuff, especially when Don't you're trying to do Don't set me loose. I like buttons, so I'd push too many. You like buttons? Yeah, I, I like buttons to, too. I to push buttons like Ezra, but he's just pushing the buttons every day. Ezra pushes all the buttons. He pushes my buttons. <laughs> That's That made some sense. Anyway, don't leave yet because you're still on camera, and if you get up and walk out, you're going to look like you left me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Keep on. 
because that's what the music says. So I'll just go with that as well. And we'll see you next time. Hear, hear us next time. Um, got questions? Send them to us. Comment in the section below because that's a, that's a YouTube thing. And you can even do that after this podcast. Go to YouTube and go to Ask Mom and Dad on YouTube and send some comments and questions. We'll be glad to attack them. Take care, guys. Thanks so much. God bless. We'll see you next time. Keep on.